welcome back to our two-part mini-series about the customer promise. What's the focus today, Lisa? Hi, Anisha and everybody listening in. Last time, we looked at how and why the customer promise was created. And today, we're going to find out how it ties in with everybody's day-to-day role. So before we jump in with our guests, we're going to hear from Matt Smart, somebody whose role is very much about working directly with customers. So we're going to find out from him the role the customer promise plays in his work. I suppose every task that I do is a direct response to the customer promise. Uh, My role is to create social media content that helps support our customers be more resilient in their journey. That includes like educating them in ways to sustain a healthier tenancy, like signposting to resources that can help them um, find content insurance, further education, training, and so on. But also to build trust between customers and our brand, you know, by demonstrating that we have a strong customer voice approach um, and also that customers feel listened to and that we close the loop with a robust you said we did approach. But ultimately, it's also to shift behavior so customers can, you know, deal with things themselves like building confidence so they can handle a neighborly dispute or manage their rent, repairs, and other tenancy issues themselves. That's really interesting what we hear from Matt there about the shift in behaviours and the, the culture change that we want to embed within our customers by building confidence to allow them to deal with issues or challenges that they may have themselves. And that's really supported by the business, educating them and kind of building the trust within the Stonewater brand. So thank you for sharing that, Matt. Now let's welcome our guests. Today, we're joined by Helena Doyle, Customer Experience Director, Pav Johal, Finance Business Partner, Rosie Norman, Voids and Allocations Team Leader, and Charlie Besson, Portfolio Options Analyst. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. So we just heard from Matt there, but I'm really interested to get your thoughts on why you think the customer promise is important. Helena, why don't we start with you? Thanks, Anisha. Customer promise is important because it actually grounds us. It makes us think about what we do every single day. And actually, if it's not important to our customer, why are we doing it? So it really challenges us to think about why we make decisions that we make, why we we work in the way we do, and bring everything back to the customer. And that's so important. I know that for us at team levels, when we're making decisions now, we actually really think about what it will mean to our to our customers and and how they'll feel about it. And it prompts us to go out and ask them and increase our levels of engagement with customers. Charlie, what about you? How do you think the customer promise is important? Well, it's um, it, it sort of runs with something that uh, that I've always worked with myself, actually, for, for um, well, ever, ever since I started work, which is um, sort of a, a quote that says, do unto others as you'd, as you'd want them to do unto you. And so that sort of fits neatly alongside this um, this promise that we're making. That essentially, um, first of all, if it's mattering to if it matters to our customers, then it it has to matter to us. But if you put yourself in the shoes of a customer, um, as as we all are in, in other areas of our lives, then it's thinking actually, if that was me in that situation, how how would I want um, to be treated? How would I want to uh, to, to, to receive a customer service. Um, and I think that's really a really important thing to uh, think about no matter where you are in the business. Exactly. I think that's really key. I think when we put ourselves, you know, back in the customer's shoes, it makes us really understand what they need from us. 
I mean, Rosie, you interact with customers on a on a daily basis, don't you? So how why do you think it's important? I think it's vital. So we deal with the um rehoming of um new tenants and making sure the properties are brought up to standard. And I think I agree with everything that uh, Charlie and Helena have said in terms of it grounds us, it allows us to actually think about why we make the decisions we made. So a really good example is that we are, because of the customer promise, now looking at our empty home standard. Um, before it was clean and safe, but actually is that what a customer wants? Does a customer just want to move into a property that is clean and safe or are they going to want to move into a property that is nice and is redecorated and that kind of thing so it just allows us that freedom and to really actually put customers at the heart of what we do and remember why we're all here yeah i think that that is really important just trying to understand their needs and pav your role is really different isn't it because you're not directly customer facing is that is that right yeah so we're not directly customer facing so in a way our customers are the um the business people we work with so obviously we're providing um the sort of analytical detail of how um, each of the teams are spending um, and they can then you know we can use that data to I guess see how we're spending money in the business um, and pass that down to the customers. Ah I see so uh, to be honest everything you do really does directly affect the customers. Yeah it's a bit twofold because we're supporting um, the businesses so I support corporate services so I work with all the, the direct reports um, the directors sorry um, giving them the analysed details of how they're spending um and obviously yeah and then obviously that that gets passed down to the customers so even though we're not directly working with customers um we have that impact it's interesting as well Pav that you mentioned that around customers because me being in the people team I don't have kind of direct impact with who we'd associate to be customers however from an internal point of view my customers would be colleagues within the business and how we're supporting the organization to deliver to our external customers so it's an interesting perspective when you're sat within a kind of a different team that's not necessarily interacting with external customers yeah definitely so We'll, we'll carry on with you then, Pav. So how do you think the customer promise makes Stonewater different from other housing associations? I think coming into the business, because I'm relatively new, um, you can tell that it's quite a caring company. And actually, since day one, the focus has been on the customers and the people we're looking after and what we're providing. Um, so you can sort of as soon as you step foot into the company you can tell that's what their focus is it's all about the customer promise and that obviously comes up from the bottom of the company up to the top um so that for me um you know my focus is then ensuring that what i deliver and what i provide to my colleagues is um is fitting with that as well um so i'm trying to give the best sort of you know information i can to support what the company is then trying to deliver and Helena, your background is housing associations. So what are your thoughts in terms of how this differentiates between other organisations in the same sector? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think um, the way it makes us stand out is that we're not just housing. And I think we made a shift change last year when we moved towards customer experience rather than just being housing operations, because actually the customer experience is really about how the customer feels when they interact with Stonewater. So whilst we do provide housing, and that's that's our, our core business, 
Um, housing isn't just about sort of repairs, maintenance, rent. It's also about how people feel when they interact with us, how involved they feel with us as Stonewater, as well as within their communities that, that they live in. And we've got a role to play in building those communities and making sure they're places that people want to thrive in and not just live in. Um, so I think it makes us stand out a lot more because we, we've sort of moved away from only being housing and actually we are about our customers and if we, if we constantly have that customer promise in our mind when we're interacting, then actually we're going to try and get things right the first time for that person. So in terms of how we're interacting with our customers, I'm hoping that we'll be better than a lot of other housing associations and have much more meaningful engagement. Yeah, absolutely. And you are right. As you say, we're not just housing. We offer so many different types of services and interactions with a whole kind of vast network of different customers. So yeah, we absolutely, in my opinion, do stand out from that aspect. Thank you, Helena. How about for you, Rosie, kind of again, having that interaction with customers on a, on a daily basis? So I think it makes it stand like because it's a bold promise to make and it's a promise that I truly do believe Stonewater can deliver on. So I have never worked for another housing association. Stonewater is the only housing association I've worked for. But in my job role, I deal with a wide range of housing associations for different reasons. And I can 100% say that Stonewater are the only one at the moment that do put their customers needs first and just really do want to drum home that we're not just housing just like Alina said it, we are here to provide, provide support and other services as well. And that's amazing that you say that and you've acknowledged and recognised that that we are the only housing association proactively doing something that's such a big statement and something for all of our, our whole organisation to be really proud of we're, we're really leading the way from that aspect. And how about you Charlie being within the portfolio team? Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one because I've, I've been in housing for 13 years, um, but all of those years have been with, with Stonewater. So um, I, I don't, uh, as such, have direct experience with other housing associations, but I've worked with plenty of people who, who, uh, who do work for other associations. I, I think one of the interesting things is because I've um, been around for so long, I've, I've actually been in the housing uh, development and now the sort of assets directorate. Um, so I've, I've sort of seen various different ways that uh, each director has looked, um, uh, sort of looked at uh, customers. And I think um, one of the interesting things that I would say sets us apart is, is that, uh, and touches on what other people have already mentioned, is that the, the sort of a, the housing element um, of, of what we sort of used to call the housing team rather than customer experience, that was usually the, the main focus for our customers. Um, but I think the fact that we, we are sort of branching that out as a sort of an umbrella promise, not just for the housing team who, who have the most interaction with, with, our, with our residents. Um, but this is, this is something that, that, that affects all of the company it, and, and everything that, that we do as a company at some point down the line has an impact on our customers. Um, and I think that's, I mean, what usually uh, in the past when someone says, oh, you work in the assets directorate, it's all about an asset, it's all about the property um, and not about the fact it's someone's home. And I think that's where we're trying to, to, to use this promise to actually shift that perspective to, to, to really recognise um, that, that it is someone's home uh, and, and there is a customer who, who we're essentially uh, working to, 
to provide them a better home. So it's uh, that, that's sort of what I what I have seen the shift change for us over the years, and I'd say that, that probably does help us to to stick out compared to other associations. That's really, really encouraging to hear, especially when you mention that it's not just kind of bricks and mortar and a property. It's actually someone else's home. And that really does draw back to the customer promise that actually, if it does matter to our customers, then it does matter to us. And we are just keeping the customers at the heart. So that's a really great perspective. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I find it really interesting as well, especially because, Charlie, you've been with the company for so long. You must have seen, you know, Stonewater go through different changes and that sort of thing. I mean, how do you know that the, I mean, how does the customer promise support you with knowing that you are making those right decisions? Do you think that's changed between, you know, from when you started, when you started with the company to now? It's a very, that's a very interesting question because I think one, one thing that um, we, we mustn't forget is that actually a lot of, a lot of um, staff, no matter which area of the business they've been in are and have always been, sort of as much as they can be customer focused um, and, and I think that's one of the strengths of Stonewater that we have some fantastic staff uh, a lot of fantastic staff who who uh, have been trying to sort of put the, the customer at the heart and I think whilst you can have staff who are focused on that to get the business overall focused on, on that is a, a really key um, a key thing to do and it helps to get everyone in the same mindset uh, moving forward, so I, I think that's that's something that's been um, sort of good to see that as a as a business overall we are are taking that stance. But but yeah, I'd I'd certainly just shout out for for everyone who who I've worked with um, over the many years that, that that a lot of people do have um, sort of automatically when they come into the business that that sort of uh, thought process that we're working for for the customers for the residents who are in. In, in in their homes that we're that we're providing homes for them uh, and, and that's that's ultimately our goal to provide them with a um, as uh, as our vision says a, a place that they can call home so uh, I think that's a really important point to make definitely and I think for you know as Lisa was saying earlier she's not in a customer facing role directly and neither am I so I think it can it's been easy to forget that you know, that that is always our, our vision to provide people with a place they can call home. I mean, Pav, I'm really interested to hear from you as to how the customer promise supports you in making those right decisions when your customers are your colleagues in, in this instance. Yeah, so I guess it's um, for us, obviously I provide you know what everyone's spending um <laughs> it is it's making those right decisions you know effectively think about you know what you are spending on and treat it like your own money um because we are like i i'm, I'm in a mainly a cost focus area because that obviously you know if we were to spend our money wisely and what we're investing in and you know how we're looking after that that just trickles down to the customers so we'll be able to provide more for them because uh, obviously my area is mainly um, supporting the business and the employees. So we're not spending money on the customers. We're, you know, we're spending money internally to, to provide that service and, and be able to like make those homes and be efficient with how we're doing things. Definitely. And I think I, it would also be good to hear from you, Helena, because you make those decisions at, you know, a director level. So how are you able to use the customer promise to weave into those quite quite big significant choices 
Yeah, I think um, just following on from what Pav said, really, a lot of it is about teamwork. And um, without teams like, well, like all of you guys, then it's really it's really hard to make the right decisions and to have the information and the resource that you need. So getting that kind of information right first actually does have a direct impact on our customers. And then in terms of um, when we're making decisions and often those sort of bigger decisions, we're now much more embedded in actually getting some insight around what our customers think and hearing directly from them and thinking about who our customers are, which is really important too. So for example, in our retirement living services, we do speak directly with our customers, but we also speak with their families because they're just as an important stakeholder in that it's their family members living in and using our services. So um, I think that communication is absolutely key. And I think the other thing is listening. So listen, genuinely listening to that feedback and taking it on board and looking at how you can change things. I think that's so important. I mean, the idea that, you know, we we involve people's families and we really, you know, care about not only hearing that feedback, but implementing it, I think, I think sets us apart from lots of other organizations out there. I mean, Rosie, you really see the impact that our decisions have on customers on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. How does it, you know, how does it affect you? How does it affect them? So our team especially deal, so any customer that we have that is in one of our rented homes will touch base with our team at one point. Um, They don't go through to the contact centre straight away is we are that first face of Stonewater. And I think from our team in particular, I spoke to them all yesterday just to sort of get what they thought the customer promise meant to them and what it meant that they could do and not do. And I think for all of them, it meant that they had a little bit more freedom to make the decisions that they wanted to make um, and not always think inside of the box. It was for them, it gave them the ability to think outside of the box. We've got customers that come from all different backgrounds. We've got customers that are living in their cars. We've got customers that are living on the streets at the moment and that we are actively trying to find that perfect home for And in the lettings team, we talk about the three rights. So we've got the right property, right person, right time. And actually being able to make the right decision because of the customer promise is going to help our team massively. Thank you ever so much, Rosie. That really resonates with me as you were talking about the right property, the right person, the right time, and now being able to make the right decision. It just feels really natural to be able to give that empowerment to our colleagues as they are the ones dealing with our customers and really supporting them on their journey. So how do you think the customer promise will influence processes and customer experience at Stonewater moving forward? So for our team, I can't talk about the wider business just yet, but in terms of our team, um, we've already started the process of what processes we're going to change. So one of the big things that we're going to look at, um, as I touched on earlier, is the empty home standard. So in terms of what we do currently, as I said, it's just clean and safe. Um, and what we're actually looking for is opportunity for people to walk into a property that they are proud to have and pr- they're proud to be a Stonewater tenant. Um, and that involvement is going to ha- be very, very heavily influenced on the customer feedback that we've recently started to get through Rant and Rave um, and all of that kind of stuff. So it's going to really give us the ability to make those changes to our process. Um, we're also looking at going digital with our application, which it was part of a wider project. But actually, 
it, we've also had the discussion around not everybody wants to be digital. So we've started to look at how we dis- how do we discuss that with customers? Do they want to be a digital customer? Do they want to complete their application online without the support of one of our lettings agents? Um, all of those kinds of bits and pieces are the processes that we um, within the lettings team are all going to start to look at. And that's a really interesting point, isn't it? Because as a really forward thinking organization, we want to be digital and we want to digitalize our processes. And it is so easy for us with our big ambitions to carry on with that mission. And actually, it is important to take that pause and think, actually, not all of our customers might want to choose this as an option. So it's great that we're really picking up on those points. And as you said before, thinking outside the box and thinking about what our customers might want. So, Charlie, from your point of view, is there anything that you're looking at to digitalize and kind of how do you think that would work and fit in? Well, one of the, I mean, just to give a bit of a, a background from, from our team's point of view, the, the portfolio options team, I mean, we, we, we have sort of elements of analytical work, which is looking at the financial performance of a property. Um, and ultimately, if we can make a property um, from a perspective of, of sort of plan maintenance and repairs, and um, if there are high looking at whether there are high void periods and if, if we can help a property to perform uh, better in that sense then ultimately it will save the company money mean that there's more money to be reinvested into the stock um, but also help um, towards building new homes um, and that that's one area that our team does and, and the, the other area that we that we deal with is um, sort of buying and um, selling through what we call stock transfers large amounts of stock whether that's properties that are sort of not in the right area for, for us or, or bringing in properties which which are not in the right area for other housing associations. Um, but that's probably where we actually have um, a bit more of a direct contact with with customers because we have to, if, if we're going to um, transfer residents' uh, homes to another housing provider, the first thing that's on our mind and the first hurdle that anyone has to overcome is they have to provide at least the same amount of service that we provide or better um, as a starting point. Uh, and so we get them to fill out a questionnaire, um, the, the other housing associations fill out a questionnaire um, to detail what service they can provide to residents. Um, and that is one important element of ensuring that, that if, if we aren't able to provide the right level of service for residents because they're for example, too far away from from our main offices, um, that actually we can um, provide them with a new landlord that actually can provide the right level of service for them, which is is always is always sad for us to transfer homes and uh, and residents elsewhere if if we have to, but actually that ultimately provides a um, that that's ultimately providing for the customer in the best possible way. Um, and through that process, we consult with residents and we talk to residents. And, and obviously, one of the parts of consultation is that we used to, uh, although from our team's point of view, we were more organizing and, and the um, staff from customer experience and, and local surveyors were the ones who were actually attending a consultation event with residents. Obviously, with the current situation, we're not able to go out to to schemes and uh, and and sort of have these big meetings to talk about what plans are in place or what we'd like to do to improve services. Um, and so that's where 
sort of the digital part comes in at how can we how can we do this in a slightly different way and that's something that we are discussing as a team um, i mean the, the first step in any consultation is to write to residents to make them aware of any plans of of, um, of, of any stock transfers that we may be thinking of but it's about getting their feedback and actually listening to that feedback and considering the points that, that people are raising um, so that that that's probably the main area for us where um, the digital side comes in now that we're having to rethink rethink how we how we consult with residents and how how best to uh, communicate yeah and that's really good to hear as you say when we're changing our internal processes or looking at new ways of working actually how does that impact our customers and kind of putting them first and thinking about how they would respond to that how about you Helena how do you feel that the customer promise will influence processes and customer experience here at Stonewater um I think it will happen in a number of ways and I think part of it is about um everyone internally signing up to that customer promise and really understanding what it means so while some of it will be applicable to processes the 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 key bit around proud to make things personal means that sometimes we have to be able to make a personalised decision that's right for that person that may not tie in with one of our processes. And Rosie touched on this earlier about freedom and freedom to make decisions. It's about colleagues feeling empowered to make those decisions. So some processes will definitely change as a result of the customer promise. For example, how we engage with customers, um, whether they use a digital channel or not, or another way to speak with us. But some some of the impact from the customer promise will be much wider than just a process. And, and it will actually be how our customers do feel our service and interact with our service and, and feel that we've included them and, and done what's the right thing for them. How about you, Pav, from, again, from the side of not having that kind of necessarily direct contact with external customers? How do you think it would impact internal customers from a customer experience point of view? So I know within finance, we're looking at how we can improve um, sort of our financial information we're providing to help those sort of decision making. Um, we're looking at what we're giving to our customers and how we can improve that. So at the moment, we're looking at our management pack information and we are currently working on improving that and which will come out in the next few months. I really liked how everybody was talking about their teams and what teams are doing, you know, to really implement the customer promise and change processes to make sure that we're really putting the customer at the heart of everything we do. Helena, it would be really interesting to know, how is your team bringing the customer promise alive? Yeah, so we're doing quite a lot across retirement living and supported living to actually launch the customer promise. And one of the big things we're doing is the whole thing about if it matters to our customers, it matters to us. And through that, we've got to recognise that in these very sort of specialist services, we work at a local level. So what works in one local community won't work in another. So one of the things we're doing in retirement living is a piece of partnership work with the University of Stirling that looks around our, our response to dementia. And we really want to involve customers in that. So we've actually set up some virtual um, steering groups for customers and their families to engage with staff to talk about how we um, change our models around dementia, how we change our environments. And we very heavily tied it to the customer promise because it is about that, that personal offer that we are going to give to customers depending on, on their wishes and their desires. 
That sounds really, really interesting. And I think the the importance of involving customers in that research and in those conversations, I think will be so valued. As a final thought, it would be really great if you could all share an example of how the customer promise has positively influenced you. Rosie, are you able to share your experience with us? Yeah, of course I can. So the one that springs to mind um, was a complaint that I dealt with. Um, Whenever people hear the word complaint, they think, oh, we've done something wrong. Um, And it wasn't actually the case. So we had a customer, um, I would say about two weeks ago, who had moved into her new home um, and she really didn't feel safe. She had been um, fleeing a situation um, and moved into a property. Property was safe. It had met our empty home standard. and she continuously called our team to say, was there anything else we could do? Um, and consistently, she was told the property is safe. It meets our standards. There's nothing we can do. Um, when it landed on my desk, it was quite clear that to this tenant, her safety meant everything to her. She was, even though the property was safe and secure, she really, really didn't feel safe in the property. So actually what I was able to do because it mattered to her was I put a case forward to have three additional locks put on both of her doors um, with the help of one of the surveyors. And actually that customer went away feeling safer than she'd ever felt in a property and reassured that we actually care that she is a human being and that she has the right to not only have a place to call home, but a place to feel safe. Um, So that I would say because of the customer promise is why we made the decision to do what we did. And that's so amazing to hear that actually not every case is, is that dry and simple and to actually really get under the skin of what is kind of making that customer feel unsafe is, is really inspiring. That's amazing to hear. Thank you ever so much for sharing. You know, how about you? Do you have an example of of when you have been positively influenced by the customer promise? Yes, I do. And it's um, one where you have freedom to make decisions. Um, one of our managers within Supported Living spoke to me because um, they have a, a service, they have a vacant room, and they were at a professionals meeting and informed about a young person who was rough sleeping on the streets with her dog and she wanted to be housed but she wouldn't be housed without her dog. Now we had um, a strict policy around no dogs in this particular building however the manager took it upon themselves to have a conversation with me um, very very keen to remind me of the customer promise but I didn't really need any reminding because I, I knew the benefits for that person of coming in off the streets so I was very quickly able to, to talk about why we would have such a policy, but also talk about the person themselves and their dog and how important their dog was for them as a support network. And the fact that we shouldn't really expect people to, to, to leave their dogs on the street and come into a service. It felt like a bit of a nonsense conversation. So it was really good to be able to say, actually, as long as the dog behaves as much as the dog can and as long as we know it's a safe dog and that that person's going to take responsibility for their dog let's offer them a place in our service and actually that night the manager went out with the local outreach team to find that young person and and share the good news with her and that is just incredible isn't it just hearing from you and Rosie about how already the customer promise is having a huge impact for us as colleagues and our customers And how about you, Charlie? Do you have an example of how the customer promise has positively influenced you? Yes. I mean, I touched on earlier about how we, um, when when we are looking at stock transfers, where 
a scheme or an area is being transferred to a more local provider um, and we consult with our residents and um, we've we've had consultations where sometimes um, there has been a sort of very positive response um, where where a transfer is is the most positive thing for residents um, but I remember one of the more recent ones that we have done um, a, a customer contacted us asking various questions asking for more detail about um, who would be uh, taking over as, as their, their landlord. And I think one of the things with consultation is um, a, a lot of people question, uh, are we listening to what people are saying? Are we actually taking note when we consult and, and considering um, the concerns that people have? Uh, and that's where with, with the consultation that, that I've got in mind, various residents did put up very specific questions because they wanted to obviously make sure that um, that they were going to get the best possible service moving forward. And what what we were able to do in our, in our team is when we consult, we do very much take on board what um, responses we receive from residents and their views and comments. And what we were able to do is that we will um, pick up the specific comments and respond specifically rather than just as a blanket response uh, to all to all residents involved we we pick up individual responses and pick out the, the the queries that people are raising and and try and address those and certainly in, in the example that I'm thinking of the some of the questions were surrounding the the uh, the, the, the new potential landlord and um, and so we were able to liaise with with the other company get these questions answered and actually respond back to residents to say well actually that where you're concerned this is where we can actually provide you with some reassurance that actually um, he, here are the results of of their customer satisfaction surveys here are the services that they can provide for you because they are more local provider um, and and the responses that we get we, we've had back from from those um, that that sort of communication with residents is, is very positive that actually they they have been listened to their queries have been taken on board and considered um, and the fact that we are able to respond specifically to them uh, on a personal level uh, they've always um, sort of responded very positively to that that's really encouraging to hear as you mentioned when there are customers who are being transferred to other landlords it would be quite easy for us as a business to just see that as a kind of a stock built house and we're moving it out but actually that impacts our customers so much because we don't know what the new landlord would be like in terms of their service and how that customer would feel so it's it's really encouraging to hear that you you're really listening to those customers on an individual basis and really responding and Pav, have you got an example of how the customer promise has influenced you in your day-to-day -day work? Um, yeah, so the customer promise, um, for me, I guess, is how I've embedded myself into the team I look after and how I support my colleagues to ensure that they get like, my full support um, and provide the information they need to then make the decisions for the business. And I can resonate with that being part of the people team. So the way I look at my customers again is, is being the colleagues in our organization. So it is about how we can really support and influence those customers that, that mean something to us. Thank you, Pav. Thank you everyone so much. I think ending on, you know, those examples, I know for me personally, it makes me really proud to work for an organization like Stonewater, just 
knowing all the kind of things we do and the way that we work. And, you know, we're happy to really make things personal and make sure that we get it right for those customers and meet their needs. Um, and for all our colleagues listening, if you would like more information about the customer promise, then you can find it on our place or speak to your manager directly. Yes, thank you so much, everybody, for joining today. It's been really inspiring listening to all of your experiences and stories. Thank you again for joining us on this mini series of On The Air. We'll look forward to speaking in the next one. Mm-hmm.